Welcome to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt Cook and Bobby Brown. Welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. And we are in a new year. Good old 2023. And we are back. We've got Bobby Brown here, myself, Matt Cook. And boy, am I pumped up for some golf in 2023 bobby what about yourself are you excited for this year in golf come on man you had to bring that picture behind you right there i've been so many i've been there so many times and every time i look forward to the year this is the thing that brings my buzz down right there is knowing that i'm not a not a maui i've probably been there probably been there nine times dustin's won there before i've had some really good finishes there i feel like it's it's one of those courses I feel super comfortable at not quite Pebble Beach comfortable but I've seen so much there and I've seen so many pots and I know the winds and all that kind of stuff and we'll talk about that a little bit later but yes I am pumped up to get this season going it just hit me the last few days it just hit me Matt beautiful love it Bobby but we've got some great topics I mean obviously we've got the upcoming Century Tournament of Champions which is Kapalua right behind me here the plantation course and then we're going to be discussing what golf looks like in 2023. I mean, we've got some equipment deals that have gone down yeah. recently. We've got some yeah. apparel deals that have gone yeah. down. We've got some apparel potential controversy. We've got some broadcast teams that have been shooken up a little bit. I mean, we had to say goodbye last year to good old Roger Maltby. Uh, so long story short, we're going to do our best to kind of break it all down for everybody. We're also going to talk about some predictions that we have for 2023. And then, uh, of course, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, you're going to get the latest on live golf at the very end. So there is there's live stuff going on right now. Oh, there is Bobby. There is buddy. I can't wait. I mean, it's (laughs) going to be a great year. 2023, man, just feels good. I feel fresh. It's ready you to do. go. It's time you for the season. Good. Thank you. I've been I've been training a little bit, you know, just little by little. I, I've right. got my Monday qualifier that uh, you know is creeping up here. You're still so. on that crack. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever go to that golf course behind you right there, that's eighteen. If you can squeeze it a little bit right center, there's a little hot spot there. Got it. Right Take about center. fifteen yards left and just get right into a funnel, and then you can probably have. You would probably have. 250 260 front off a shearing downhill lie and just go ahead and blow it out right of the world take the canyon out of play what else you need matt man not much bobby how was your hole by hole (laughs) (laughs) how was your new year's eve um what new year's eve are you kidding wow i was were you in bed by nine well more i would if you call a couch the bed but no i was home i got a five-year-old and a nine-year-old we didn't i'm gonna call aarp on you Man, those nights of staying out till one or two in the morning and getting all sauced up and feeling like shit the next day are long gone out of my life. Craving chicken noodle soup and rich crackers and a ginger ale. I don't even have to do that anymore. I only bring that stuff in when my kids get sick. But we didn't do anything. I probably fell asleep about 1030 or 1040. I live in Charleston, right? Daniel Island. So it's the South. So fireworks are legal, right? So the shit's going off left and right. I think somebody's getting shot out front or in the street behind us. My... Poor 11-year-old soft-coated wheat terriers going crazy. He can't cut comfortable. He's pacing from one end of the house to the other. And and I don't know what it is with him when he gets scared like that. I think he lets off this weird dog odor. Because every time he comes next to me, I'm like, is that his breath? Or is he scared? Oh, no, he's leaking, yeah. Yeah, he's... 
Is I don't that fear? Get into it. Yeah. <laughs> when they get nervous, they get stressed and they put out this uh, odor out of their a holes. Well, it's an odor. Yeah, it's yeah. an odor. It's all right, not so. a good odor either. No. I had a dog that used to do it. It was a miniature <laughs> yes. pincher. Man, that thing would come and sit on you. You'd end up a little spot and that thing would smell. Mom couldn't get it out of the out of your pants. Oh, it's would, like, oh, no. I would, I would say that it reminds me of a smell that I'm familiar with, but that would probably piss off a couple ex-girlfriends if they ever listened to this. So how was your New Year's, Matt? <laughs> My New Year's was great up until it was like 2 a.m., and I didn't realize how much I had to drink, and we're at a Uh-oh. karaoke dive bar. Uh, oh, we're boy. out with Big some time. friends. And yeah. me and my former business owner in New York City, uh, we used to go karaoke all, karaokeing all the time. However, huh? he was a cheat code. I mean, uh-huh. this kid could sing. And right. I would just hold the microphone away from my mouth and everything. So when I go out now solo, it is very much so that I will stick to, like, rap music. So I okay. went with Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. It was all okay. a dream, right? So I'm sitting there, and I'm very confident. But when all of a sudden I stood up, and I'm like, oh, no. I was like, I've, I'm a lot more hammered than I thought I was. Spins? Did you get the spinnies? I didn't get the spins. But when I got up there, I couldn't remember the dang lyrics. And then they're, they're up on the TV, but I couldn't read fast enough. I went... I, I went full struggle mode there, and it was it was bad, and I knew it was bad, and I'm just like I couldn't get the beat right, the tone wasn't right. It was Raise just your a, hand if you frown on public embarrassment. Oh, it was it was an absolute debacle, and yeah, self-deprecation up, is a skill set of mine. I picked you up as a blue oyster cold guy for some reason. <laughs> Listen, I, I I don't have confidence in my solo singing voice. If my body's there, Sean, I will go and I will be great because I'll just mask mask my voice right underneath his and it right. comes out great. They used to call us the sweater boys in New York City. We actually had a name because we used to karaoke so much. Um, but yeah, that was my I, New I Year's question. Bobby. I got a question for you. Scale of one to ten, ten being the best you could feel. How'd you feel the next morning? Are you two ish, three ish? So are I got you, another you story for you here, Bobby. Awesome. What's you know, that? Uh, I got another story for you here. So, oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, the continuation from that. I end up coming home. I don't really sleep because I have the first tea time out with my buddy who, remember I told you on the last episode, that I felt really bad about just destroying so You made six birdies guy, on him? Dropped six birdies, took a bunch yeah. of money. Well, guess what? Karma is a bitch, and she cool. came back hard because... I didn't sleep. I'm like, I, well, I can't fall asleep at this point because the tea time's at 7 a.m. Sure enough, end up going out. Oh, Bobby. It was okay for about 11 holes, but then I was cold, wet, and miserable, and mm-hmm. I remembered that I hate playing golf in the rain because as soon as I start losing a little bit of grip on the club, mm-hmm. I can't play. I don't know what it is. I've never uh-huh. have. And I grew up in New York. So I played in the rain often and I was awful every single time. Yeah. Messes with your routine or messes with your routine when you got a quick grip that left hand real quick. You, you, and you know exactly what most know people exactly listening to this knows exactly what you're talking about. And you step into your and you got to step into your shot. Death squeezing that thing with the left <laughs> hand. That's, I, know, really, I, know, 
I know that I know that feeling. You get you don't get out of sync. You don't feel like your alignment's fucking proper. You're not seeing your shot. It's just like you're thinking, don't fucking lose the club, right? And then my buddy Mark, I mean, he is a guy who is a crafty son of a bitch. You would you would look at him and go, this guy, uh, yeah, he he can get it around here and there, but he is crafty, Bobby. He will get up and down from anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's hit shanks on holes to where. Yeah. Everybody is within range, like for, for making par. I mean, a couple guys on the green. And all of a sudden, after a couple three putts, this guy who hit a shank, all of a sudden sticks it to about a foot, taps mm. in for his par, and ends up winning the dang hole. So he oh. ends up rattling off seven straight pars to end the day in the freezing cold. And, yeah, he took me. So uh, shout out to you, Mark. You, uh, you got yourself a victory, but guess what? Now I don't feel bad about coming for blood the next time we play golf together. Speaking of blood, did you pop a Bloody Mary to take the edge off when you got there? Where'd you play? That was a mistake. Yep, there it is. That was the mistake. I played. Bloody Mary was a mistake or you no. didn't have one was the no, mistake? No, I did not have one, which was oh, the mistake. Oh, see, you got to have a Bloody Mary with three olives and some celery, bro. Take it from the caddy. Oh, listen, I, th- there's been plenty of times to where I didn't even think I'd be able to tee up a golf ball. I thought somebody <laughs> else was going to have to do it for me. And Bloody Marys were my saving grace. I don't know why I didn't go for a Bloody Mary, but I didn't. And it was a huge yeah. debacle. It was a mistake. Either that um, or a big dagger. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that'll get you straightened out real quick. <laughs> so that was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So 2023 started out with a bang. And, Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. So that wraps up our story time with Matt and Bobby. <laughs> be continued next New Year's, folks. Hopefully it'll yeah. be a little bit better. <laughs> Got something under your nose right there, Matt. <laughs> All right. Golf time. <laughs> Golf time. Switching gears. The, the yeah. sweet transition here to yeah. the upcoming Century Tournament of Champions. Oh. I cannot wait, Bobby. We've got a great field. The only one who's not there is Rory McIlroy. Yeah, we do have a great field. It's official. Um, you want me to go into my little song and dance about the golf course? I really do because I didn't realize that Core and Crenshaw did yeah. a redesign. I mean, yeah. what was it? A couple million bucks you, that they threw into it, right? Yeah, like 12 well, or something? Yeah, so supposedly they did. Well, I, I can tell you, I came in, I want to say I was la- I was there in 21 with Sungjae, and he finished, fuck, he played great. He played great. He's going to win that thing one of these years. He finished fourth or fifth, didn't make anything on the last day. And so I didn't notice any differences whatsoever. I mean, they lengthened some tees. Apparently, they did some work on some bunkers and that kind of stuff. But I guess the big restoration was the grass. They resurfaced the grass because they wanted to try and make it firm, to play firm and fast the way it was designed. But anybody that's been where your picture is right there knows that it blows 20 or 30 every single day. That's like, that's like the thing, right? But when you get past 10, like out towards like maybe 11 T, which is back more up into the mountain, into the mountain range, it's wet all the time. It's the weirdest thing. It can be dry where you where you would be in the middle of 18 fairway or one behind you, one green. And then you get back up in the mountain there and it, and it just rains. It's the weirdest thing. So I've never seen it firm and fast. And apparently they didn't design it to make it harder because I believe they shot 30 for under good old Cam Smith. Granted, what what 
Cam well, Smith, yeah. our boy Cam Smith shot 34 under well, last year. They didn't year. have the wind. If you remember last year, they, didn't have the wind. they definitely didn't have the wind on Sunday because guy like Matt Jones shot 12 under. Colin Marikawa went for, for 11 under, I'm going to say, last year on Sunday. But this year, they are supposed to have some, they're supposed to have some, they're supposed to have some wins. So Cam wins at 34 last year. Um, John Rahm put the squeeze on him. I think he shot seven or eight under the last day. He got beat a shot, finished at 33. Matt Jones with that great 12 under, 32 under. JT, another solid performance. Horse, well, what course doesn't he play good? Horses for courses, 25. How about this? You finish tied for fifth, 25 under, um, and you get beat nine shots. Yeah, that's tough. You get beat nine, you get beat nine shots. Sung Jay had another good week, another good year last year. He finished eighth, and... I don't know. It's going to be harder this year. I don't see anybody creasing 30 this year. It's usually, it's usually mid twenties. You got to shoot about five or six, the first three days, maybe a random better one than that to be, have any chance on Sunday. But can I tell you something about Kapalua? Go ahead for all of us people that like action and that kind of stuff. First timers don't do well there. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why first timers don't do well there is because it is an experienced golf course because of what I just said about the wind blowing. And, you know, you get some putts there that are downwind and down grain. And if you've never seen them before and watching them on TV won't help. If you've never seen them before, the man, they get, they can get away from you real quick. And that tricky win, that trade win that you get out there can help you on a lot of holes, but it can fuck you. And I'm talking about a, a watch. Watch the next four days on number eight. Number eight is this par three that's probably a buck fifty-five to a buck sixty-three somewhere around there, and it's over a canyon and that kind of stuff. And just watch how many guys. And it's usually first-time guys. I'm not going to say usually because veterans still do it too. But when you come off of seven, the caddy and the player are thinking. You naturally are thinking if you're working off a compass that that is a helping wind on eight, and it, it's not. It's actually a little hurdy win the way you shoot into the angle i know i'm giving you a lot of information here i love it my though. point I is it going i want you to laugh your ass off when somebody hits it in that front bunker or pulls one a little left or comes up short in the hazard and i just want you to look at the player look at the caddy and the fear of the, the ghost look in their eyes like how the fuck does that happen because i've made that mistake I made that mistake a couple times thinking that help was that wind was helping. And honestly, going back to 2021 with Sungjae, we were in between clubs there and he wanted to hit, he wanted to hit the hard club. I wanted him to play a seven iron in there. And, um, uh, and he came up, he came up short. It was on the grass, but he came up short and he looked at me like he wanted to kill me. And I was like, fuck man, if we had any better communication, I, I don't know how many other ways to tell you that I like the other club, you know, nobody watched that hole. Nobody ever hits it long. Let's put it that way. So it's an, it's an experienced golf course with the, probably the two or three of the easiest par fives that we have on tour. Um, and I'm, I'm going to throw out all the new guys, Matt. I'm throwing out all the, all new, the guys. new guys are gone, Bobby. Oh, all You're getting boys. rid of them, huh? There's, well, you know, we were talking about it earlier, but this is the first year where they changed a couple things. Number one, they made it 15 million, even more reason why I'm pissed that I'm not there. Number two, there's 38 guys in the field this year. So they've, when the live guys left, they let the guys from the, they amended some of those rules. And so if you qualify for the tour championship, as it used to be only winners only, um, you get in, which they kind of did after the pandemic, which I under understood, you know, because some guys got wasted, didn't get to, didn't get to go to Maui. So this will be, this will be, this will be a new year, you know. I'll tell you what, the fairways out there, um, and I got some angles on guys that have played there in in the past. 
that have maybe won there or or historically have played good there that I don't think are going to play good this year because Ooh, do the tell. fairways are well the fairways I'm talking about Xander in particular I saw that he's testing this he's using this new Callaway driver I think it's called the Paradium or something like that I saw some pictures of it my point is what a better what what a better week to test equipment than 60 70 yard fairways wide fairways right True. And guaranteed and guaranteed money. So there's not really a lot of pressure. So I don't look for some guys that are testing new equipment to play to play too good there, to tell you the truth. I'm trying to t- I'm trying to think what else is different about that course. Um, there's it's a tiny driving range. It holds about 15 guys, 15 or 20 guys, which which I think is why they're staggering tee times the way that they're staggering tee times with 38 players there this year. But it's it's no stress for anybody. I mean, right over what would be your right shoulder is the Rich Carlton right down the road, about five minutes away. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. That that island behind you right there. Do you know what island that is? It's called Molokai. Do you know what Molokai is famous for? The no. lepers, a leper colony, mm. and a, a, a priest named. You know why I know this? Because I went to a Catholic high school called Damien High School, and this father Damien, I guess lepers were, you know, people didn't like them. Let's put it that way. So they took a bunch of lepers and they put them over there on Molokai. How the fuck did I do even? Dude, oh, what? what a random yeah. story. I love it. I know that's random. I was talking about the rich. We got lepers back here, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where they were before. I don't know if there's any left, but I was talking about the Ritz, and now all of a sudden I'm on fucking leper colony and fucking Molokai. But there's no stress. It's the best tournament, other than majors, it's the best tournament of the year to go to. Everybody brings their family. No caddies are going to lose money because they're making money no matter what. Everybody kind of does it up at the Ritz there. There's some great food. Obviously, there's great seafood, and there's there's everything you need is right there. Whale watching, that kind of stuff. I always thought to myself, me and Lori, I always talk. It's like, man, if I ever ran into another player like Dustin Johnson and I was a lot smarter with money than I have been in the past, that is where I would want to cash in my chips right there. Maybe I just go out there and club caddy, make my 250 bucks a day. It's oh, not one, a bad gig. Not a bad gig whatsoever. So, um, so here we go with Maui. Do you want to hear my picks? I kind of was just kind of going into going into that why am i so rushy tonight i have no idea <laughs> well betting picks are kind of nice i mean you did throw out all of the rookies so tom kim's out tom kim's out tom kim. it helps to be a bomber there and that's not tom kim's specialty for well, sure what about right? the gala what about what sahith the gala I'm throwing him out, bro. He's I'm gone. Him out. I, See I just, you, Sahith. You're he out. Could have a good, he could have a good week. He's probably going to have a good week because he's the gala, right? And he's a beast. And he's yeah, an athlete. A beast. And find a way to get things done. And if he if he dominates the par fives, which you need to dominate the par fives, fuck, you need to know where to miss on those par fives because, because there is a lot of grainy runoff areas that, that end up in bad spots. And you can, for all you average golfers out there that – don't have the right bounce or don't think you have the right bounce on your 58 through 61, whatever it is. Like, I hope an average player is not playing a 61 degree. I can tell you that much. These guys can look, look, look like fools. And I'm, I'm pretty much referencing number 15, which is a par five that if you go after this right pin and you short yourself, short side yourself, right, it rolls down about 30, 40 yards and, and you're in no man's land and they dump them. They dump it's not them a good look when night. you do that. No, it's not. It's, it's not really good. Not. Man. It doesn't do good no. for your confidence either. It, That's it doesn't. Sure. What about so, Will Salatoris coming back off of the back? Man, I can't. Injury, I got to stay away. He's got to get one under his belt first, doesn't he? You know, <laughs> our guy Brad. Dallas. They've been freezing cold in Dallas. How much practicing is he really getting done there? Right. That's what I'm saying. Our guy oh, Brad was like, way, "I am just, going all in 
on Will Zalatoris in the first tournament Book back, it. I go, no chance. Book it. This is his first time there too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's his first time there. I mean, his cat, Joel's been awesome. there a couple of times. He's out. Sorry, Brian. Yeah, he's, he's out. All the new, I told you, just whack them all. Whack all yeah. the new, whack all the new guys. I, there's four guys that can win. Oh, here we there's go. I want, I want to hear it. There's four, four guys four. that can win. John Ram obviously can win. He's the favorite. Justin Thomas can win. Patrick Cantlay's played great there before. He can win. And Sung Jay can win. Those are the only four guys wow. that can win. <laughs> Those Bobby, are the only four guys that can win. That's a bold strategy, Kyle. I am down 4,000 pennies, even though I beat Troy Merritt out of 5,000 pennies in his golf round today. And he gave me his personal shot tracker on every shot. And Troy, you better play better when we get to Honolulu than you did at Phoenix Country Club today, shooting 71 even par, mister. Oh. So I get to pick first. Okay. JT. You son of a gun. Ooh, that's How right. How dare you yeah. take well, my you main You have three pick. other choices according to Einstein that can win, so you better pick for my lot right wow. there. This guy should have won in 2000. Listen, I know he got yeah. B nine shots and finished fifth last year, but he should have won in 2021. On Sunday, we were paired with him with Sungjae. These two guys were not outside 10 feet for 18 holes each. Sungjae couldn't make shit early, and JT3 <laughs> wiggled 16. He should have won in 2021, and Sungjae should have finished second. That's all I got. Who you want? Wow. Um, that, that, that really threw me for a loop because you've never picked JT before. And JT was my solidified pick for this. Uh-oh. I even, I even have the betting stamps to, uh, or the, uh, the receipts to, sh- to show that he is my big, uh, you can do that. I can't do that. It's I know you cannot, you are not allowed. No. So you are out, but this is, this is for pennies between you and me, which it's not real either. I hope but, you hammered somebody to make the cut. Oh, I, I remember who it is now. <laughs> you got Tom Kim? Uh, no, I got Fina. I'm going Tony. Oh, you idiot. You didn't do your research. He doesn't play good there. Yeah, but you know what? He's been <laughs> yeah, chilling in Hawaii. 3, been <laughs> they don't even have to hit a shot. I'm going to tell you right now for the record, I'm down 3,000 pennies now, not 4,000. I, I can't wait for Tony Finau <laughs> to take you out this week. <laughs> I will bet you another side bet of 1,000 pennies that Tony Finau doesn't finish eighth or better. You want a piece of that? No, I'd go 10th or better. Top 10. Ninth. There's only 38 guys in the field, man. It's Tony Finau. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> Fine. I will take Ninth that. Or better. For, for, an, for an extra thousand, thousand pennies. Fu- big folks. ones. An yeah. extra thousand pennies. Tony Finau, do your research, man. I did. I God. did. He, he's actually a dark horse this week. Yeah, because he hasn't finished better than fucking 14th there, right? When there was probably 27 or 28 or 30 guys playing. Oh, you got me all fired up now, Junior. Tony Finau. All right. Mark my words. That's something under your nose right there, Matt. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> take a drink. Does the booze even it out? I heard that it does. <laughs> <laughs> I should know. I spent two years on it, <laughs> and I live to talk about it. That's for sure. <laughs> so, All right. 
What else going, you got? Going from gambling and drugs to uh, golf in 2023. <laughs> this so is why we are unfiltered. This is why we are unfiltered, folks. This is the real side of golf. This is what yeah. this is what the country club and uh, the the tour pros don't really want you to know. Is yeah. that uh, this is how everybody is? Yeah, this is how normal golfers talk. Yeah, this Not the PGA really- Tour players, they can't. I mean, I still love the fact that Tiger was like, listen, I can't say half the stuff that, and, and when he said half the stuff, I mean, it was pretty much 99% of the stuff that he would say gambling on the golf course. He can't say on yeah. TV, even yeah. if it is, uh, yeah, even if it was a pay-per-view, I don't think he could say half the stuff yeah. he would normally say. So that being said, golf in 2023, man, Bobby, tell us about some of these equipment deals that are going down. You were oh. hanging me up. Quite a well, bit around well, these you, equipment. You know deals. what? I think I think it. We haven't heard the most of them today. I think that's kind of a, one of the exciting things that I like about the new year starting too. Is when you roll into Maui, not necessarily Maui, but more um, Honolulu and La Quinta. You see whose whose equipment deals were up and who they signed with, and that's kind of that's kind of very interesting to me to see who who took the money or who got booted, what, however, whichever way you want to look at it. But Troy's coach, Steve Dalby, and Troy was a Wilson guy for, for, for a while. And Steve Dalby was on their staff for a while. And he actually texted me, it broke today. He actually texted me three or four days today. He goes, oh my God, Kisner's, Kisner's going to Wilson. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. That's a big move going from Callaway to Wilson. So I don't know. I don't know what the details are. I'm sure I'll probably hear more when we get to Honolulu. Bless his heart, kids isn't there this week in in Maui, but I'm sure that Wilson threw some coin at him, and maybe, maybe, maybe they want he he wanted too much with Callaway. But let, let's as much as I love kids and his work ethic and where he's come from and that kind of stuff. But the the elevator for kids kind of going this way, I think a little bit. Yeah, but he was on the made. pip list. Well, I mean, he's witty and he's smart and he's a smart ass and he and he's got a great personality. That's for sure. But Barstool like, helped him out big. Well, time. Barstool helped him out a ton, and I feel like he's he's transitioned into one of those guys who's seen his. I'm probably he'll watch. He'll probably win twice this year because I said this, but because we know how smart I am not. But I think he's transitioned into one of those guys where his, his you know social media status is going up, and his golf game is not following that if that may it's not really a slam it's just a fact to me well that's a trend that we see i mean he yeah. might end up on live next year yeah he's, he's super popular he's kevin kisner now so he's probably making money off the golf course but let me tell you one thing about wilson is you know you're not as old as me but they've been making some of the best irons in the world forever right Their blades are money yeah all the old staffs the dyna powers the turf riders i mean they all oh, the they, turf they, riders can we bring the back turf the turf rider name just, what? What? just bring back the name Turf Rider. You remember him, don't you? They had I the do. little red plug down in the <laughs> hosel and everything. I had a pair. Oh my god, you, the sweet tots are like that. Could, if you put a if you put an old Wilson Staff Dyna Power behind a golf ball, like let's say a three or four or five iron, you're gonna look down there and go, "This, where's this gonna go? Where the fuck <laughs> is this gonna go?" You right? don't know. And then you put a new tailor made you know, cavity back down there, and you're like, "Oh my god, I got a six inch sweet spot." And I know so that's the question that I have for you. Yeah. Kiz, yeah. he wasn't playing Callaway Apex Blades, was he? 
Oh, well, I really don't. I don't really I don't think so. I don't really pay attention. I'm not a real clubby when it comes to that guy. Like other, I've worked for players before when you get to a par three team, you get backed up in their finger and everybody else's clubs and they're looking at them and, and that kind of stuff. I never really got, I never really got into that to tell you the truth. That wasn't really my cup of tea, but my point, my point being is they're not known for like wedges or, or drivers. No, definitely or not woods. So definitely not. So I would imagine that whatever they're paying him is like a, you know, these contracts are like sometimes you have to play carry, you know, our bag, wear our hat and 14 clubs. I'm guessing this is like a nine to a 10 club deal, which is primarily just going to be irons. But I'll give you I'll give you the scoop on that when I see them, when I see him next week in Honolulu. They also. Oh, so anyways, I was telling you, Dolby gave me the heads up on this like three or four days ago. I was surprised. He told me Molinax, he heard Molinax was going to go too, that they were going to get two guys. And sure, shit, I woke up this morning to have a coffee and pop on social media. And it was all over social media. So Trey Molinax is going there too. And he is a very good player, you know, has went through some injuries. You know his you know his story, don't you? He played at Alabama with JT, right? And he was a stud. Like he was maybe a notch below JT, but not very much below JT. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, and his rookie year out here, this is a crazy fucking story, but his rookie year out here, he was playing, I'm going to say it was like three years ago, he was playing Colonial, Fort Worth with an invitation. So if you're a rookie and you get into Colonial, into that short field, you're having a good year up to that point, FedEx Cup-wise and money-wise. So he's playing in the Wednesday Pro-Am and he's not fucking paying attention and, and he's like got up to the right side or the left side or somewhere for one of the amateurs and he took a fucking title list. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do know that. To the to the dome. But what the, the creepy part about that was, was I was with Sungjae and I had an afternoon Pro-Am tea time and you walk from there's a caddy lounge which is the ladies locker room and you walk like by 18 green and up to like 10 t and i saw him in a car coming off of the pro-am way too early and he kind of looked up and we kind of made eye contact and i'm like what is wrong with this guy and then i ran into his caddy like about 45 minutes later he's like you're not gonna believe this he's on his way to the hospital he got hit in the head with a ball and 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 that fucked with him for like two years, I think, equilibrium and maybe some other health problems and that kind of stuff. He lost his golf game, but he made a bunch of money last year and established himself back on the PGA He's Tour. He's back, so he, Bobby. He is, now, he is now a Wilson guy. I haven't really got any other scoop on any other big equipment changes. Well, you did big, say what? that Patrick Cantlay is no longer oh, a Titleist wow. staffer. You almost forgot that one, Bobby. I know, but I can't finish that up. I can, I can, I can, I can take the ball and run with that for a little, for, for what I, what I think it is and what my conspiracy theory thinks it is. Okay. Love a good conspiracy. What I think it is, is that he probably, that that titles is smart with their money, right? They're frugal with their money. Like if you're a caddy and you go into the trailer and you're like, Hey, can I get some shirts or some shorts or something like that? First of all, you got to take a fingerprint, right? And then you got to show ID and they have a lot. They're very tight on giving stuff away. So, and they got, maybe that's who Pat Perez filed (laughs) that FBI report with. Maybe it was Titleist. Maybe he got confused there. I still got my check out here for wearing their hat. So I guess I was found innocent <laughs> again. And anyways, anyways, so my theory is, is that they probably asked for a lot. He probably asked for a lot of money, you know, and Titleist is like, because he's been Titleist since day one. Since I want to say he was Titleist at UCLA because 
I've been paired with him way back in the early days when he was a teenager getting sponsors exemptions, and he's been with Titleist since day one. So it's either a money thing or you want to become a free agent. But I want to know the Bobby Brown conspiracy theory is, yes. though. Okay, so Dustin, we didn't talk about it last week we were supposed to, but, you know, the new tailored-made ads were out, and Dustin mm. was not in them. I, I'm sure he Good still point. has a tailor-made deal because I talked to Keith, their director of, you know, their VP of doing – whatever the tour stuff and he's the contract guy and that kind of stuff. And he told me they were going to stick with him. I asked him that specific question at the end of the year. He's like, yeah, man, you know, we're going to stick with him. Of course it's Dustin. He's like one of my best friends. I'm like, cool. But <clears throat> do you think this is a chance? Because we were one kind of ones to break the news that, that Cantley went down to Miami. He's possibly, we think he's getting groomed to take over the Mickelson thing when Mickelson calls it quits here in the next year or so. What if he is just, and I'm just saying this is to start shit. What if he is going to go to live later in February and he's already told title us that, or somehow that came up during the negotiations and they didn't want anything to do with it because look, listen, I mean, Taylor Mays always had the best players, right? But Dustin is like fucking Dustin, right? And for him to not be in those commercials, that just tells me that these golf club manufacturers even though they still supply the equipment to him and that kind of stuff. I doubt these guys are getting these major contracts <clears throat> on live like they were before. So maybe Cantley's just sucking. Maybe Cantley's going to go to the live tours. Well, I have heard. So these are some rumblings that I've heard from the club level. Okay. So I've heard that there's quite a few country clubs and so forth that have specifically asked for anything they're going to send marketing-wise, as well as some golf shops, not to include live golfers. Breaking wait, wait, news. Run that by me again? So the clubs and some golf shops. That are going to private clubs, green grass clubs? Uh-huh. They have specifically said, yeah, send me out your marketing promos and everything, but don't include the live guys. There have been uh, some specific requests I believe that. not yeah. to include those guys which goes to your conspiracy theory right around can't lay potentially and titleist knows this i mean but peter you line still fully (laughs) which is not shocking dad runs it so i mean that that's never gonna end but it is intriguing to see that can't lay has gone away from titleist as a full staffer Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, these, these deals that they sign for your bigger players are not one year deals, right? They're, they're, they're typically three year deals. So let's say it's obviously his contract was up coming to this year and they wanted to resign, you know, three more years for, I'll just throw up $10 million, $3 million a year, which is probably a, a lot. I think, I don't know a lot about what these guys get paid. I know what the average guys get paid. But maybe they, maybe that just couldn't be done because he's not going to be on the PGA Tour for three years. Man. That could be. Yeah. Also is the fact that are we not hearing any announcements because of the fact that these guys are playing it under the radar up until they officially sign and so forth that they can still play in these events that have a lot of money attached to them, especially well, a Patrick Cantley. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is $15 million coming up. He's got the whole West Coast to scoot through, and he's a West Coast boy. So, you know, I think these club deals, you know, when they sign these things, they have to play in so many tournaments too, right? So that could be another thing to 
to support my Bobby Brown conspiracy theory that maybe he's just not going to be around that much. Well, and then Uline's got to know that if, if there's a deal that's in the works between him and Liv and it just needs to be signed or it's already signed and they're just yeah. waiting on it, they yeah. probably know. So, Well, that does... our podcast is a perfect example that the PGA Tour is like a big giant ant farm, right? That we all are walking by each other and we're all talking and we there's not a lot of secrets. Obviously, we revealed that on the show numerous times on numerous topics, but there's not a lot of secrets. So word gets around word gets around fast. And when it comes to the agent business, it's it's like the caddy business. It's pretty cutthroaty, right? So somebody finds some information, they're gonna they might rat somebody out to their benefit, what have you. I don't feel like I'm really getting off to, off topic. It, but it sounds like the theory. CIA, Bobby. Just Whoa, political don't say warfare, FBI, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> we had another big change we had another big change but it's in the apparel department oh i just say god i, I want to go back real quick because not okay. only was it dj that was missing from the christmas tailor made uh -huh. so to to add to your conspiracy theory around this matthew uh -huh. wolf wasn't in there either who was a oh. full tailor made guy yeah so and oh, i'm not god. quite sure who else is a full tailor-made guy that's on live. I didn't do more research beyond that. It just popped in my head. I'm like, yeah, he wasn't in there either. Um, gotcha. So there's something to be gotcha. said there that they yeah. excluded the live golf guys from that commercial. Was it just the fact that these guys can't stand each other at this point? I don't know, but it goes to your point. Could there be a PGA tour live golf conspiracy theory? With Could be. the club manufacturers. Could be. And you know what I was that what, what just hit me too is I I like following um uh um Ian Poulter's really grown on me over the years and he's a good follow on Twitter. He's pretty witty like and that kind of stuff and and his Instagram stuff. And he used he's been a big titleist guy forever. I think he's still I, I just what my point is is that he hasn't been pumping titles like he has in the past social media wise like oh you, you know i just got 940 golf ball brand new golf ball showing off ego kind of thing or his six new wedges that aaron dill who's the the wedge maker for vogue vokey um since bob's getting up there a little bit in age you know he's not really i haven't seen much of those pictures so i wonder what's going on i wonder what's going on with him and honestly i don't i don't even think these club manufacturers have reps out on the live tour so oh sorry live <laughs> sorry it's, live it's not that important yet yeah it's the stepchild for sure right now so yeah, yeah. let's talk a little bit about this apparel deal that you oh, were yeah, about to drop boy. before i cut you off here your boy your boy Tommy Kim just signed head to toe with Nike. What a surprise! A fucking Asian to signing head to toe with with Nike. I mean, those guys—they live for the swoosh over there in Asia, don't they? They just oh, live for the swoosh. Oh, they yeah. love the swoosh. Oh, oh man, when 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 I was with Siwoo in like 2018, and he was sitting down with some Nike reps from Korea, and I'm like, "Oh, what's up with you and the Nike reps?" He goes, "Bro, finally get shoe deal with Nike. They pay me. Oh, I love the swoosh." <laughs> So no surprise. It's like a it's like a status symbol when you wear Nike, isn't it? That means you're really fucking good on the PGA tour. Well, Think about it. That was Tommy Kim's quote. He said yeah. he's like everybody who is a top golfer in the world yeah. Yeah. has their apparel deal yeah. through Nike. It's a status yeah. symbol. So yeah. makes yeah. sense. But I did comment to uh Tommy Kim uh that uh we better see him in some AJ ones this year. 
Lows or highs? I would have to think he'd have to wear the lows. I don't. Oh think no, that, you got to go lows. Yeah, you can't yeah, do. Yeah, that you can't do AJ one highs. I don't think they make golf shoes in the AJ. Oh yeah, they do. They're dropping, man. They just really? had a navy. Uh, they just had a navy and white one drop last, last. You know, I know this shit, bro. They just had a navy and white one drop about ten days ago. Uh, OG one high top. It's got like a gray Georgetown toe, and it's got the navy colorway, and then. But the it's a golf white. version or just a regular version? It's a golf. No, it's golf. It's, it's golf? golf. Yeah. How did I, I miss? this yeah no i think it's i haven't the first. been paying attention I'm sure our boys at Eastside golf are going to drop one of the, oh, the Eastside golf dropped a, a jordan one high too didn't they it's a street shoe so they're starting it to drop is. some street you know, the shoes low, i thought the low was the street shoe the navy buck the suede buck was so a, the um the red clay version is not is a, a street uh, shoe is a okay, street shoe okay but this navy one is a golf one hundred percent for sure. Wow. I want to know how I know that too is because today there's a, a there's I'm a self-proclaimed Nike outlet guy, right? I'm like an expert on Nike outlets. And my nine-year-old is runs runs through shoes like they're going out of stuff. So I'm like, I was trying to find him some shoes to take him to school this morning. It was a very somber house because after three weeks off, the boys have to get back into the routine up at the crack of dawn, blah, blah, blah. Dad's yelling at him. They're yelling at me, why no lucky charms? <laughs> And I'm like, hey, you know the rules. There's no lucky charms, only on the holidays. And mom beats my ass when I bring them into the house. So I run over to the Nike outlet and I knew these shoes drop and they fucking had a pair there. They had a size 12 there. And I turned and I actually touched them and turned them upside down and looked at all the knobbies and, and, and everything like that. So, so it's just it, the hard sole. It wasn't the uh, actual golf spike it, version. It, it's not a golf. It, it is. It's a yes, it is. A, it's a street, almost a gum bottom. But it's got, a, I would say, a hundred small knobbies on it. Yeah, so it's it, definitely it, a golf shoe. Go to their website. You'll see it. It's on their I'm website. Gone. I'm, I'm absolutely floored right now that I missed this. I'm very yeah. disappointed in myself. Yeah, hang in there, kid. Hang it's on. Be You'll fun. catch up to me, sneakerhead. So, so my point was, Tommy Kim, Goals. that body is not good for high tops because they go up to his fucking knees, wouldn't they? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom Kim. Tommy but Kim. AJ1's lows. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Kim, you better be rocking them this year. You, you better request them. Come on, Tommy Kim. He'll we get need them. you in the sneaker game. Come on. He'll, he'll, you know exactly what he's going to wear. He's going to wear something that probably has the T dub yeah. on the back of it. He already is. Or he's going to wear those Brooks Kepka style. Um, the Brooks Kepka style golf shoes. I, I don't see him in the. I don't see. I don't see him in those. I mean, I think it would look great. We need just a disruption in golf, which gets me into our next topic, which is Eastside Golf. Me and you, big fans of Eastside Golf, love these guys and what they're doing. I mean, they are breaking barriers between the game of golf and other sports and just pop culture. Or, I mean, it is... It's unbelievable as to what they've been able to do. They've got Michael Jordan behind them and the Jordan brand obviously pumping out Air Jordans that are specifically in collaboration with them. They're coming out with collections through the Jordan brand and through Nike. It's unreal. Like these guys absolutely crushing it watch grails by the way which was your recommendation i told you i touted you i touted you on that and you know what their claim to fame on that on that four on that four that they dropped is they were the first i believe they were the first shoe on the four where they had the jump where their logo was on the tongue and jump man wasn't there and i think that was a very first so what'd you think about that little mini series ella documentary pretty interesting huh i got chills as an entrepreneur and as a businessman who i'm sitting there going 
Holy cow. What a, what a ride. Like, they put in the hard work. And here's the thing. Everybody puts in the hard work. But it doesn't always fall in line like that. And these guys, I'm just, it was the right time, the right period, and they got introduced to the right people, and it ended up Jordan took a liking to them, and all of a sudden it was, hey, let's utilize our reach to build you guys up. And man, I, I have chills just even talking about it because you know what, what I cool got. You know what I got chills journey. was when they knew they finally, where they just couldn't believe this was happening to them for for all their hard work and everything like that. They never, you know, they never lost their edge. They just kept pushing forward and pushing forward. With the the chilly part to me was when they finally got to Nike headquarters <clears throat> out in Portland there, and they were unveiling their new drops, you know, the, their designers and everything like that. And they're in the Michael Jordan building, they're walking down the hallway, and they're just looking so fresh and so fucking pant too. I mean, they dress so casual, but so fresh. And that, like, just gave me the chills. You know, you know the saying, and there's always somebody hasn't thought, there's always something somebody hasn't thought about yet, right, in life that nobody's tapped into. And you just got a feeling that these guys were never in it for notoriety <clears throat> or, or to make a good living, yes, but not to be super wealthy, famous. No, they had a purpose. Like that. It, was a, it was a purpose, and, it's a, and, and the passion just reeks through the show, that show grails. It just reeks. Their, their passion just reeks. You know, they're just, you know, oh, I'm a caddy. I'm a good reader of people. I'm a really good reader of people. And these guys are just, you can tell they're just good dudes, man. They're just good dudes. And they're super They really stiff. are. The interesting thing was you could see some of the almost resentment that they were able to hit it so quick yeah. by the appearance of Damon John on there, who yeah. was a creator of FUBU. I mean, he's yeah. Shark Tank and so forth. And Yeah, he had a kind of a little dicky attitude. Didn't so he? I've dealt that? with that in this world to where people who don't think you've been through enough trials and tribulations and through the yeah. struggle, right? Because yeah. you always hear the entrepreneurial stories. I mean, one of my good friends, he has literally slept in other people's couches for years in order just to have enough money to continue his business. It's like, these are the stories you go through. And let me tell you, it is not an easy journey whatsoever to be an entrepreneur. I like to refer to it as a virus or a disease that you have to be an entrepreneur. So I get it from that sense, but it's like, and I get what he was trying to do as well, like later on in the documentary where he was trying to ask him tough questions to get him prepared and to get him thinking in that way, but that can also kill confidence. And that's where, as a mentor, you gotta be careful on those type of um, areas not to kill an entrepreneur's confidence going, oh, I didn't know any of the answers to any of those questions. And they did a good job. I mean, the whole documentary and everything was awesome, loved it. And as you could see towards the end, uh, Damon ended up like, grabbing a pair of shoes, putting it behind his back and saying, these are mine and all of, rich, all of that. Rich good people stuff. love free shit, don't they? Oh my God. And that is actually the thing that I have noticed with everything that they have done. They have gone yeah. on podcasts and shows and everything and everybody wants a handout. Everybody's yeah. like, what did you bring me? And they're yeah. just like, uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We, even DJ Khaled, even DJ Khaled, right? <laughs> Remember when he was on there? It's like, where'd he go? Or the, everybody the, wants free stuff. Who, who are the two famous shoe? Who, who are the two famous? Uh, so Fat Joe. Guys? You got fat Joe yeah, up in New yeah, York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my they, neck of the woods. You want to know my little sneaker, little sneaky value for the dollar uh, sneakerhead tip for people mm-hmm. is? 
their their east side golf those navy jordan one lows yes, that those are, are still so affordable you can get an upper size for somewhere around 150 160 dollars i guess if you do your little research and do some proper bidding on stock x or ebay and i just feel like if somebody bought a size 13 of those shoes never worn put them away for a couple years and then put on stock x i think they're they i think they will double in value not to mention they look sick as shit you can wear them with anything you know a little straight leg khaki a, a straight leg jean or something like that. I'm always thinking about the fashion side. But that's where they're starting to head. They're starting to head more because they got a lot of that feedback, right? Especially from guys like Fat Joe. They're like, dude, I'm never hitting a golf course. Like, can you make me some sneaks to where I don't have to have, like, this soul to them that is made for golf? Can I make them streetwear? And I think that's why they're heading more into the streetwear. But also from the standpoint that they do not have a deal with the PGA Tour and they have been shunned by the way, and I'm not going to say shunned because they alluded to it in the documentary and then they alluded to it. So they were just on the pivot podcast, which is with Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor and Ryan Clark. So those are the three that do the podcast. And it's funny because they're like, Hey, why don't you like, is it important to you guys? Do you guys want to deal with the PGA tour? And they're like, listen, right now we have deals with licensing deals with the NBA we have licensing deal with MLB and we're about to have a licensing deal with the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but it would be a lot longer conversation to get into what's going on with the PGA tour. And then in towards the later part of that podcast episode, they allude to it even further about what do they say? it is it like, they don't get into the details. That's why I would love to have them on our podcast to go into the unfiltered side of this and really start to dive in around what is the scoop? What are you guys dealing with right now? Because one, it sounds like they've tried and they do, do not. Do we dare state the obvious? Yeah. I can't say it. I can't either. I don't, I don't want to go down that path because I hate to even think that at this day and age, that yeah. this type of stuff still exists, oh, but it's fuck. bullshit is yeah. what it is. If that, if that's what it is and it's worse than bullshit. I mean, yeah. it is, uh, I'm not even going to go down that path because no. it pisses no. me off to no end, but it does feel like that, doesn't it? And it, yeah. and then that's why they're not just coming out and saying it like the, yeah. the elephant in the room. But yeah. it's also the fact that how do I put this in a gentle way? Apparel in golf has been yeah. one way for yeah. so long. Yeah. It's like, these are the acceptable forms. And yeah. my God, what was the controversy over the past couple of years with apparel? It was joggers yeah. and, it hoodies. Was, it, and hoodies. Those and were hoodies. the two that now are starting to become more acceptable. You still yeah. go to some country oh, clubs and you can't wear them. I feel like the, jo- I feel like the joggers are kind of on their way up. But the hoodies are are everybody's got a hoodie now, right? Everybody's got a golf hoodie. Wait, I want to back up a little bit, going back to their their yeah, dog, gray, their grails. Didn't wasn't some of their stuff? Remember they did the live the when they were at TPC at Scottsdale in the merchandise tent. Wasn't some of their stuff in the merchandise tent? No, they were walking through and looking oh. at the stuff and commenting on how basic okay. and boring the shit is yeah, okay. and how it's the gotcha. same stuff over and over and over again. They were just there. As like, 
And that's the crazy thing. There was no PGA Tour relationship there. It was yeah. them going on their own and going and like talk like Harold Varner the third at the time was yeah. an Eastside golf guy through the Jordan yeah. brand and everything. And so sure. that was some of their connection yeah. there. But yeah, no, they were going through that golf shop and just picking on going, this is all the same shit over I've, and over I've, and over again. I've never seen I've never seen anybody on tour or even in a gallery where one piece of Eastside golf shoes which is a shame i know those fours are like borderline impossible to get unless you're filthy rich but if you spend three or four thousand dollars on a pair of shoes are you right when i say that i'm going to run into somebody in the pro-am this year that's going to be rocking those fours out there and i'm going to go why are you fucking wearing those things well, CC like, Sabat- oh. oh that's why they were at the waste management last year cc sabathia was wearing the fours in the pro-am yeah and they they were out there supporting them yeah 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 i gotcha i gotcha but i'm intrigued by them for sure i'm intrigued by them and this little i love i love their story bobby yeah it's great oh man wouldn't it be awesome to get them to get them on a little bit i would love not just to get any dirt not get dirt on them but just to get to know them on a on a personal basis and you know going back to their apparel i think that they have their apparel that's collabed with mj with the jordan brand and then i think they have apparel that's just theirs on their own too because i've seen it show up on websites because i'll tell you what there was a sneaker convention or something so after this grails went on i started googling i started looking on ebay and StockX for some of their stuff to kind of hoard up a little bit throw it in the closet for a couple years see what it does and there was a black hoodie i can't remember what it was an east side golf collab hoodie for some sneaker convention and i'm i found like three or four of them and it was the only affordable things that i could really afford really you know what i mean like hoodies these black hoodies that were fucking sick for under 100 bucks and and uh, it's funny one guy had one up there for like 75 bucks and cheapy asked me instead of just buying it for 75 i like bid him at like 60 i bid like 65 dollars never heard back from the or the bid got rejected and the next thing i looked up there and somebody bought and bought it for 75 bucks so i think they have their own stuff on the side too that they do for like sneaker con and stuff like that well you, you know it's funny and i hate to even go back to this part of the conversation but if you and i guys that look like us or some of our audience members end up start wearing this stuff yeah that is the only time that i yeah. feel like the pga tour is going to pay attention to these guys yeah and it's I, unfortunate yeah. But yeah. at the same time, like, this is what golf needs. Like, we need yeah. to break out of the mold of this old kind of stuffy, yeah. like, oh, let me, let, 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 me, let me zip this all the way up and yeah. let me make sure that my shirt is tucked in yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Like, if you want to yeah. look fresh on the golf course, you should be able to look fresh on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. Like, be I'm yourself. a big style person. Yeah, be yourself for sure, right? Exactly. Be yourself. Dress, and, dress the way you want to dress. That's for sure. 100%. I like Peter Millar's stuff, but everything seems like it's very Peter Peter Millar-ish to me. Well, everybody just followed that trend, right? Everything is the same. And then you got... (coughs) RLX mixes mixes it up with their colors and that kind of stuff. You know, they are... They're the king of fashion to me, RLX, for some reason. I've always loved them. And I know, you know, Grayson, the clothing company Grayson, which I JT like Grayson. wears now since he was relieved of his like duties or something. I think he said there at that golf course that got on air 
Um, but the Grayson Clothing Company was started was the brainstorm of Morgan Hoffman, right? That was like his baby and his idea. So those are all of his friends that are wearing it, you know, like JT and uh, Luke Donald wears it and Sam Ryder wears it. And I believe there's a couple other guys that wear it. And they were kind of the first ones to come out with those joggers. Remember, Sam Ryder was like the first one to wear those joggers. Actually, it was Morgan. Got destroyed. They got destroyed when they wore those for the first time on tour. They look good. They look fantastic. And then you pair them with a pair of high top Jordans. Go to social media on Instagram. Everybody and their mother's knocked off their idea now. Really everybody. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. I think Russell Wilson, my brother, Jeff, who lives in Lakita was telling me that Russell Wilson has some jogger out of some great material or something. Who's his wife? Sierra, Sierra, yeah, Sierra. Sierra. Yeah, Sierra that they opened up Sierra. some company. My brother yeah. bought a pair and, and uh, I think cargo pants are coming back in. That's another Bobby. No, Brown. You, 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 you can't do car. I want, you know what I want? I, think so. I want the old so, school Matt. pleats. Uh-huh. What, Matt? I thought we were getting away from that. No, I want some pleats, Bobby. <laughs> go back to go back to Tiger in '98. <laughs> I mean, when all of a sudden my my buddy Mark pointed this out. He goes, "Did you know that his left arm was yeah. that sleeve was like six inches shorter than his right sleeve?" Well, because he pulls it up for a reason. No. Right. No, no, no. He would pull up his right side to make it even with oh. his left, but he didn't want the sleeve being in his way going back in I his backswing. Go back and watch the uh, watch the op- or the U.S. Open. Yeah, I was watching that the other day because he mentions it to me like literally like two weeks ago, right. and I'm like, I didn't think anything of it, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but I fell asleep to um, on Peacock. Uh, Peacock, the app, the TV. Yeah, I watch it all the time. Yeah, so um, whatever show that I was watching, I don't even remember, all of a sudden it starts going into these USGA films. Uh-huh. And sure enough, one of them's the US Open at Pebble with Tiger uh-huh. when Tiger dominated, right. destroyed everybody. And all of a sudden I'm looking at Tiger and I go, holy shit, he was right. You look at his left sleeve and yeah. it is so much shorter and he doesn't pull it up. But the okay. right sleeve, he would pull up so that it would be even to the left. Interesting. Custom. What custom a style. Made. What a style. Yeah. But, yeah, I laugh, the pleated I laugh pants we need. Yeah, I laugh sometimes when I sit, see old pictures of DJ when I caddied for him. And his, his um, uh, he never had the pleats, but with the bell bot, the Adidas bell bottom, you know, and he thought those were so cool. I remember driving the golf course with him numerous times. And him, Kristen Muirhead was the Adidas. Uh, she still is with Adidas, but they're separate from TaylorMade now. And he would have like these 45 minute conversations on how he couldn't wear these pants and they didn't fit right. And then I'm like, God, he went through all those trouble. And look, 10 years later, those things are, if you wore them now, you get, you get laughed at to tell you the truth. It, it is true. The bell bottoms. I don't know if I, yeah. Well, yeah, I, shouldn't I don't say that. think they're back yeah. for the ladies though. The ladies are starting to yeah, wear the belt bottoms again. Yeah, they look stylish in them. Yeah, they look stylish. They do guys, look stylish in them. Us guys know. Like, I look oh. back at a picture from years, years, years back, yeah. and I think I had a bell-bottom pair without even knowing it. Yeah, well, I don't think they were class- They were classified as bell-bottoms really back there. They were just big and wide. But now, you, but we all know it's no genius. You know, we all everybody likes tight-fitting around the ankles now. You know, everybody likes that. Looks I'm better. Lost. Makes your shoes look better. I do like a jogger. I really do. I'm big on joggers right now. Okay. So what else you, what else that being said, talking about TV and so forth and style, right. the NBC broadcast team, Please. 
Bobby. Added a, one young Bobby. guy and one self-proclaimed super smart guy. I mean, we gave up Roger Mulpey for Brad Faxon. Roger Mulpey had to go. They, you know, this trend was coming when they hired the two caddies, when they, when they hired, when they hired Bones and they hired John Wood and they did such a great job and you got so much insight and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so but they're going, I mean, who's going to take us down to Raj? <laughs> Raj, what are we looking at here? <laughs> I don't know. When I saw that come across today, Smiley Kaufman, and you know, I've said my, I, I, you know, you know, my history with Smiley Kaufman. I hooked him up with his first caddy, Aaron Alpern, and they won. They they won on the, the Web.com tour, the Corn Ferry tour. Then I think it was, and then and then they won Vegas and that kind of stuff. So I kind of got teed up to Smiley, but I don't think he's a very good announcer. But one of the reasons why I say that is because you know I'm very close with um, Matt Every, and he's very competitive, and he sounds so good on PGA Tour Live, and he. Deserves Deserves. He did. He does. Yeah, he deserves. Why isn't he getting a gig, Bobby? I don't know. Reputation well, because, alone. Well, fuck. How do I say this? Him being one of my good friends and everything like that. I mean, I've always been straight up with him. He's always been straight up with me for sure. But you know, Matt comes with like most of us. Matt comes with a little bit of baggage ever since the, you know, the. I don't know if you remember some years back. We played good. You know, in the tournament we're playing next week at Wiley at the Sony in Honolulu and he had just he had had a positive marijuana test that leaked and was public and that um one of those golf channel chicks uh um Christy Tillman something Tillman Christy is it something Tillman she was I on know there who you're talking about but she yes. yeah she called him out on national television about that and I mean <laughs> if that happens today who, who who cares because cannabis is legal in so many states and it's no big deal and it actually has benefits for you health-wise I'm pretty sure um and so I think that I don't know maybe that has something maybe that's something that, that has something to do with it and Matt is not how do well, I say Bobby, let's put it this way then we got no chance <laughs> yeah yeah no well we're, we don't want to broadcast we're trying to get 3,000 views this week that's our only goal we have a little we got a little tiny baby steps but I wouldn't call Matt every your company man so to speak and you know why and this is why everybody on tour likes Matt every because he'll tell you how he feels right I, he's not he's a little bit that's what people want but though. he's but he's honest and he's straightforward but god he can call some golf and i just feel like you know smiling Coffin's part of the fucking boys club bro jt yeah. ricky fowler jordan spieth and their old baker's bay trips and that kind of stuff you know if you don't think there was some politics there you know go back go back and listen to the us am this year was at ridgewood and he did some, he did most of it with colt nose and listen to some of his some of his calls on those later matches they were not great and i know he's cutting his teeth and getting inexperienced but the boys club the boys club helped him get his job i don't know what to think about brad faxon to tell you the truth because i feel like you're getting rid of some of the older guys yet you're bringing in an older guy who's yeah he's one of the greatest putters of all time Yes, he helps some elite players with their putting when they're struggling. Gary Woodland, I know he spent some time with Rory McIlroy, but I just feel like, you know, with these new with these new young guns, and the game's different than when Brad Faxon dinked it down there, two hundred and fifty yards, and made every putt he looked at. And I don't know where the benefit of him is really. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a Bobby Brown call that he probably does a year, and he's probably not gonna come back after that. That's what I well, think. Brad Faxon was the lead and he's a analyst on the fo on Fox when it was the debacle at the US Open. Yeah. So I don't understand. And here's the thing, I don't know Brad Faxon, I don't have anything against him, but with where golf is going right now, we just talked about a brand that can even get a deal with the PGA tour and yet they're getting every other 
brand of organization from all major sport leagues that are like, you guys got it here. Let's sign a licensing deal. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, and they're partnering up with them. And the PGA tour is like, no, now you've got some, a a broadcast team to where, yeah, Smiley Kaufman's one of the boys in terms of like that crew with Spieth and JT and Ricky and everything. And I get that, but like you look at the articles around this and it's like popular, broadcasters are being added and it's like popular to who uh, yeah and you, and everything you read though bobby i, w- I want to get this one point out because everything sure. you read in any article whether it's golf digest or golf magazine like all everybody who wrote about this today you see one common theme is that they're popular amongst the players Right. They're not yeah. pot like that's what they're yeah. actually quoting right. is that right. Smiley Kaufman, the guys love him. Well, the guys, yeah. who are you talking to? Jordan Speed, well, JT, and I get it. Those guys are important because that? they they make a lot of money and they have a lot of pull, but yeah. when you look at Brad Faxon and you look at justifying the fact that he was lead analyst for Fox that was a failure over the US Open. They got rid yeah. of that entire they had deal. Holly because... Saunders too, so that should tell you how they hire. That's for <laughs> that's for sure. They're not booth guys, I can tell you that much. They're going to be out there with the microphones out on the golf course. Those two guys are not booth guys. And honestly, Brad Brad Faxon walking these golf courses, he probably has so much money probably after a while he's going to go, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" you know? Maybe he maybe he enjoys it, but the Fox thing was a complete complete debacle. It was and that's the other thing. It's like there's only so many guys that can call it on the course. Right. And that's where we've heard every every was awesome. Yes. On the golf yeah. course, calling yeah. like the action and what he was seeing. And that's what you get with somebody who calls it how he sees it, right? Yeah, then you exactly. got other people that try to like play it up. And yeah. I think that's fake and you can see right through it, but only time will tell. We will see how this year goes with the new additions of Smiley Kaufman and Brad Faxon. Can I make it? I'm going to make one more, one, one more mini hit and round comment on Smiley. Uh, comment on Smiley Kaufman. One of one of the points I want to make is just what you said about Matt. Matt Every would be great because he's a been there, done that guy, you know. And I'm going to say 38 percent of the viewers that listen to Smiley Kaufman this year are going to go, "Who the fuck Smiley Kaufman?" The first few tournaments are probably not going to. They're probably not going to know. And a guy like Matt Every or Aaron Price or some of these younger guys that have played on tour before that. Have, are cutting their teeth the last couple of years on PGA tour live are, you know, they're great. They're great to listen to. Maybe I'm partial to, cause it's mad. No, but you know what? One surprising one to me. Yeah. Cause Colt Nose is great. Yeah, he is. We know that Trevor Immelman has actually been really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like him. I love his commentary. Even yeah. when he was doing the match, like he yeah. was spot on with a lot of the stuff that he was saying, yeah. but that's yeah. where it's like, continue to bring up these guys who are young that have whether it's like a quick-witted thing to say like i miss the Faraday. Uh, like it, yeah. him going over to live golf it's like we don't yeah. get that quick-witted comedy oh, we anymore. Do, you get it a little bit from paul A's. you know it's not as raucous and the raw singer? as Faraday, but paul azinger is my favorite too paul azinger was my favorite to listen to because he's truly excited about golf right he truly gets excited and he truly knows the proper shot that these need guys need to hit and what it's like i got i'm getting fired up for the season to start just listen to him talk about oh brother this is what pressure does to you i'm telling you i've been there before i can Mm -hmm. just hear him now you you know we played a wgc after the covid 
down at the concession and that's like his home track down there. And he's a huge Sung Jay fan, right? So he was walking around with us for like seven or eight holes. And I felt like I was walking around with like a 15 year old kid. You know what I mean? He's like, brother, you cannot hit it here. Brother, don't let him push driver up there to the right. It's a bad angle. They're going to shift this pin over here. This wind's coming off of there. And it's just like, oh my God, can you just jump into my yardage book for four days? Cause I know I'm going to make 50 fucking grand with you Zinger. He knows everything about everything. Been there, done that. I still, my pitch to the PGA Tour with these broadcasts on NBC or CBS or whatever, like, give me, like, a Manning cast. And let yeah. me let me just comment on Friday. Like, it could be a one-day thing. Let yeah. me comment on Friday for all the guys that have no chance of making a cut. Yeah. And I just yeah. want to watch those guys yeah. and comment on the shots that we're about to see. Right. Oh, here comes Johnny Walker. Yeah. And, yeah. boy, it looks like he's been drinking all day because this <laughs> yeah. next shot is not going to be good. Like, Wait. that's the commentary that I want to provide. It's the commentary you need is, like, on guys that are missing the cut with four holes to go sneaky going to their golf bag and making the call on their agents or whatever, whoever makes their travel plans for them. That's the kind of stuff people need to see. Looks like Stevie yeah. over here is making some calls. Yeah. He's getting his next yeah. flight out. He's going to yeah. definitely be flying southwest after this yeah. week. He just texts his wife to have the courtesy car there in 17 minutes. <laughs> and it's an Uber X, folks. <laughs> and boy, did he save because he's an Uber One member. <laughs> that is nine cuts in a row that poor motherfucker's missed. Back to Bahamas and the Corn Ferry Tour. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy's going to be on welfare soon. <laughs> oh, they got a half a million dollar stipend this year. He's just going to be fine after he pays taxes and his caddy and expenses. He's going to have $74,000 left over. Yippee-dee. What else, Matt? Oh, what else, man? Hey, we got some predictions for 2023. So I'm going to ask yeah. you some rapid fire questions. Okay, top go. of your head. Let's go. Who do you think will be the breakout player of the year, Bobby? Unknown Kirkitiyama. Wow. There you go. Who do you think will be the player of the year? Roy McElroy. And who's going to win multiple times this year that will be a surprise? Oh, uh, that will be a surprise. Well, I'm going I'm, I'm to, there's not going to be any multiple winners that are surprises this year. I'm going to make that statement, right? I'm going to make that surprise. statement right there. And there's only going to be two players that are going to have multiple wins this year. And they're going to be Rory McIlroy and John Rowe. Wow. No Tommy Kim. Only two. Wow. You no know Scotty Scheffler, no Xander, only two. Wow. Don't know why. No I just Saeed, have an epiphany. All right. I got you. And, That's pretty uh, good rapid fire by me. It was rapid. That was fantastic. Kitiyama, how about that? Yeah, that fucking threw me for a loop. Well, All I was right. going to say Peter Montgomery, but he's already broken out. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what we got next? Good old latest on live golf. Our There's favorite nothing. topic in the world. There There's is. Nothing. Well, here's the thing. Do you think it was a direct shot? at live golf with the official world golf rankings oh, approving four hole <laughs> golf tour in the yeah. mexican tour yeah. was that yeah. just a direct shot at them saying oh, hey go fuck man. yourselves guys the, the, the fucking quesadilla tour has world ranking points you know that was a shot at peter da peter dawson was the one making the announcement and Jay and the whole crew that kind of controls that from what I've read. I don't know for, for sure, but yeah, for sure. That was a shot. 54 holes. Oh, well, ne Next question is, does live yeah. golf buy the Mexican tour? <laughs> Do we see DJ <laughs> playing down there in Mexico uh, city? You know, they, we did, did we talk about how the, now that the PGA tour has now bought a piece of the KPGA, the Korean PGA tour too. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if, if they got a little, they got a little jalapeno part of the... Didn't of the we announce, too, that they bought part of the J Japanese tour? 
I think so. I think yeah. they're I think they're buying a little piece of everything just to. It's a game of monopoly, Bobby. There, yeah, it is. Every, I mean, it, it's just an absolute game of monopoly trying yeah. to buy up whatever they can. So yeah. I don't know if this official World Golf Rankings comes with a deal that comes along with the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. Don't yeah. tell the Attorney General this because right. that might end up being a Greg Norman uh, move there. But, Bobby, now we made a big announcement about Live Golf with Mark King coming over and so forth. Yeah. When is this going yeah. down? Because we're in the new year. Greg I Norman is still well, in the show. Well, we're in the new year on the real tour, on the PGA Tour, but we're not going to hear any shots fired on that kind of stuff till probably, I'm going to say, 28 days from now, somewhere around February 1 to February 11th, about two weeks before they pull the trigger. But my people still tell me that Mark King is coming in in a position, yet it's – you know, we've been reporting that was going to take Greg Norman and then Yosef or Yousaf left. And now we're wondering, is he going to go, is he going to go into that position? Everybody just relax. Mark King's coming in. We're probably going to get some kind of announcements on that in early to mid February before they pull the trigger. But you want to know, I'll bring up something about live golf, about live golf. So, so every player, when they join the PGA tour, they have, there's a website called PGA Tour Links. They have their own login information and that kind of stuff. And that's how you commit. Got a withdraw. portal. Yeah, it's a portal. That's how you commit or withdraw to a tournament. You can see everything about yourself on there. It's important. It's important for caddies too, if they can get the login information because the fields start being released, you know, 30, 45 days ahead of time. So if a caddy's out of work, he can, if he, he if he can find out this information, he knows who's getting sponsors exemptions, blah, blah, blah. So I was reading this this article because we reported, we know Mito Pereira is gone, right? Yeah. But it hasn't been. No, it hasn't been announced. But I looked at Pete. Well, I'm not going to say where I looked, but I looked today and he's not in he's not in one of the fields all the way into Florida. And just to put whipped cream on shit or butter on the backside of your sourdough bread, however you want to say it. Um, there was a big article that Joaquin Neiman recently in the last three days. Did you read it? Was saying, oh, he's trying to get Mito to go and and that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's not a done deal. Yeah, come on, Joaquin. It's a fucking done Joaquin, deal. Joaquin, he told Ping that he was on the deal with Liv. I told you that. I told you the hot and heavy rumor, too, was that, you know, see, see Wu got a gambling problem. And yeah. that see Wu was, you know, was... There's talk that Siwoo was going to end up going, even though he's showing up in all these West Coast fields. And that would make sense because they don't start till February if he chooses to go there. But I also did come across something that somebody mentioned that Kevin Na is trying to recruit a whole team of Koreans. So that would make sense because those those Koreans look up to their elder Koreans on the on the tour. And, you know, they all think that Kevin is Korean, but he's not really Korean because he was raised in. Diamond Bar, California, in Southern California, excuse me, but and he's a little flamboyant, and that's not really the Korean way, but that would be something interesting if he got together a little Korean team. Yeah, uh, that would be a little interesting. They ain't doing shit. No, you know, no world rankings, no soup. Well, I, I got a good quote for you. So because Live Golf people, <laughs> golfers, are now going to be a part of the Masters for those who qualified yeah. or have yeah. exemption into by being a past champion or a champion or, in a major yeah. champion over yeah. the past five years. Right. That uh, John Rahm came out and said that the champion's dinner at the Masters is going to yeah, be a little tense this year. Yeah, well, there's going to be one side of the table and there's going to be the other side of the table, right? question is, gonna... well, they did ask Phil Mickelson last year not to attend that. 
And right. I believe they asked one more as well, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I wonder who that would be, but I'm not. I, let's just say this. Let's just say this. You ain't going to see Fred Couple sitting in between Patrick Reed and Phil Mickelson at that dinner, are you? Oh, boy. Wouldn't that no. be just lovely? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to see <laughs> Not that. for Freddie, though. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to oh, see that. Oh, Freddie. Freddie doesn't want to run past Phil. No. I mean, he, he's made that very clear, that him and right. Phil are no longer friends, that he doesn't right. want to see him. Right. Really ever again. Right. Uh, that's right. that's pretty bold words coming right. from smooth Freddie Couples. Right. right? Yes. I mean, his, his personality is as smooth as his golf swing. Yes. Silky. P- plenty of uh, hot tub stories coming out of Washington. So I'm long sure. story moving <laughs> beyond that. We've got now here's a hypothetical since it's the okay. beginning of 2023 we can shoot down i need yeah, something we, to shoot down we, we get to speculate a little bit now okay so do you think because the master set the precedent yeah and as long as you qualify yeah points wise and so forth or as a past yeah. champion that you're going to be in the masters do you think the Ryder cup now is going to allow the live golfers that will still qualify based off of the criteria that they currently have. Rapid fire, fuck no. <laughs> no. Rapid fire, fuck no. There, there's absolutely not way. We just went through, no, we just went through a President's Cup where none of them played. And I know the President's Cup is not the Ryder Cup, but but for them, rapid well, they fire, weren't allowed to play the Masters no. last year Jeez, either gosh. because Who of this whole thing. Him? Number one, the Americans don't need any live golfers to win a Ryder Cup. That's official. We're going to dominate and we're going to dominate this. We're going to dominate this. Where is it this year? It's in Rome, right? Isn't it coming up in Rome? Oh, boy, you had to ask me that question. I'm not prepared. Google that that shit up. I'm going to tell you, I know what I'm talking about. It's in Rome because I've been following all this shit. What golf course, If that was the case, Stenson, number one, you made a good point. You would have to qualify off of points, which means one of those Euro riffraffs that's on the live tour would have to win a major. None of those guys can win a major anymore. None of the Euro guys on live and they're not going to make any points to qualify being on live golf. They can't make any points. So oh, they're jumping into those DP world tour events though. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that remains to be seen. How can, how can you play when you have 14 live events, how can you schedule another, uh, you know, 12 or 14 events on the DP world tour? What the fuck? Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, you still think they, Sergio, you still think they got the game to, be on the Ryder Cup? No. Uh, the only no, one is don't. probably Sergio, Sir. to be honest. Well, just because he get fired up. But Poulter got his ass handed to him. But DJ still falls into the criteria right now as fifth. Who? DJ? DJ. I'm For talking the American about the Euros. Team. I know, but fucking... you flip the script on the Americans. DJ is still technically they don't in the criteria. Him. Yeah, well, uh, well... Well, the Americans sure don't need him, but... Why, why is he Why is he in the criteria, Matt? When was the last time he won a golf tournament, DJ? It's been a long time, but 2000, I mean, it's based off of... Rankings. 2021 November Masters was the last time he won a golf tournament on the PGA Tour, so he would have zero points. That doesn't carry... Well, actually, yeah, that doesn't carry over. He played in the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits, so it starts as a clean slate after that, right? Yeah, but we, Bob... What? Bob. <laughs> Rapid fire, Bob, no. He, he, uh, he, he won multiple times. He's a multiple-time live golf winner. Well, well, 
<laughs> is he? No, hang on. He only won the one, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, did. We buried that fucking eagle puck going 978 miles yeah, an hour. That thing bounced Brother out started six around there in the green like, I'm in Johnson Johnson's brother, and I'm fucking worth $8 million. And every time I see that, I want to... Is there, a little, is there a little resentment there? Oh, Tommy? my God. I'd be living right there at Mallory right there with that motherfucker. Never had a brother. <laughs> Rapid fire fuck no. You're not going to see no. any of them. We don't need them in the Americans. And it's time for Euros to start drafting young and let these... Rasmus Hojgaard and, and Nikolai Hojgaard and these young guys get their, get, get their, you know, cut their teeth a little bit, maybe get their heads kicked in in a Ryder Cup or two. There's plenty of good European tour talent coming up and it will continue to come up. And, you know, I wonder what kind of, what, Luke Donald is, is not a rah-rah guy, right? He's very quiet. When you paired with him, you initiate a conversation with him. You have to get like three inches from him to hear what he's going to say because he talks so can you, know, you believe quiet. they interviewed him for the documentary for Grails? <laughs> it was they? in oh, the documentary. Well, yeah, because he's an MJ guy. He's boy, he's boys with MJ. Is yeah, he? I mean, yeah. I, yeah, he plays out at the Grove. It, he gets all his shoes and everything. He's all he's got a sick. He's got a sick. Really? See, this is up. unbeknownst to myself because Keegan Brown, no idea. Keegan wasn't on there. Keegan, Luke Donald, Camilo, they all run together, that little pack down there in Jupiter, and they all they're all playing with MJ almost every single day if they're not practicing. So I was not surprised about that, to tell you the truth. He actually sounded quite good. Luke. I must I must well, it just felt a little bit odd. That they were, but I didn't have your wherewithal to know yeah. that he yeah. was one of those guys. So that makes oh. sense now, okay? Yeah. There wasn't yeah. that context in the documentary. Yeah. But I will say that I did watch The Last Dance yet again. Oh, you and did? I so badly now just want to play golf with Michael Jordan. Michael, yeah. I will fork over. I don't have the money that you play for. Yeah. But just like you did on the plane with like a guy like Steve Kerr, yeah, and you're gambling, playing blackjack and so or not blackjack, but like te- Texas Hold'em and so forth. You can have my money in your wallet if you beat me. But man, that yeah. would be one guy that I would just love to gamble on the golf course against because I just want to see that level of focus in action. Yeah, like. I, I don't think there's anything quite like it. Like you even hear somebody like Ricky talk about playing against him at the Grove and he's yeah. like, nobody can beat him at the Grove. Well, can I tell you, I played with it. I, when I was working for Dustin Lizzie living down there in Jupiter, when he was still a, a part of the Bears club, MJ, I probably played with him. I, I'd say not quite a handful of times, probably three or four times with Dustin and, a, and an ex tour player, John Curran and Keegan, because him and Keegan are boys, MJ. Yeah. And it's uh, it's fucking intimidating playing with him, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's not like his golf swing's good looking or anything like that, but he knows, you know, he knows how to golf and he knows how to golf his own game. And by the way, when you're worth umpteen billion dollars and you're going to play 48 holes a day, you can just keep fucking pressing until things go your way or there's darkness, right? I do love a good press, though. Yeah, big fan of that. I also want to see the gambling strategy on the golf course. Aloha, presses. Rapid fire. Fuck no, I don't think you're ever going to play with him. No, I probably never will. That's fine, Bobby. Thank you. I I greatly appreciate you crushing my hopes and dreams. That's okay. (laughs) You concentrate on that Monday qualifier, and if you Monday qualify and get into the Phoenix, you'll probably be able to play with him. No, that's probably not accurate either. Or Sabathia or Nolan Arenado. You know what, though? If I qualify for the Waste Management Open and then there is this fairy tale story where I go out and win this $30 million purse. 
Yeah. Yeah. Granted, you don't, you don't get the whole purse. <laughs> <laughs> Just let everybody know. You don't it's you don't 20. get a full it's twenty, okay. It's twenty. Yeah. That should well, do it. <laughs> that, that, that does it. That wraps it up real quick, folks. That should do so, it. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. You made it through another episode, Matt. Congratulations to you and Channing Tatum. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will not live that one down. I don't know why I thought it was never mind. Not, not have... the actor. It was never the actor. But you remember the Phoenix Sun? I can't remember his first name, though. Who? Uh, I never mind. I remember I, a lot I, of Phoenix Suns. Gosh. A lot of them. Where you're you're going to have to think about this. But I'm, I'm mixing tell... two names together. This is my dyslexia getting me again. That's but okay. Bobby, we're going to come in strong on this next episode after yes. this century yeah. uh, tournament of champions right. because you and I, we've got thousands of pennies on the line. G two thousand to be exact. Let's re let's go over that. I got JT. You got Finau. You didn't do your fucking research. And I also have a side wager with you that Finau does not finish ninth or better, which means if he finishes ninth and a half or tenth, you lose. So I'm going to stand here. I'm going to sit in front of this screen. You are real cocky right now. My hotel in Honolulu. I'm staying with Micah again. Everybody pray for me. Oh, did, remember how I want to get some blue cheese olives, will you? No, 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 no. <laughs> He'll have blue cheese olives, that's for sure. <laughs> he will. But listen, you know how I'm always complaining about his snor snoring? And apparently Lori's been telling me for a couple of years that I have a snoring problem. And my kids, they tape recorded me at my mom's house in La Quinta for the holidays. I'm bad. It's official. Oh, wow. We finally have something on you. I'm telling you. Finally. Truth. Outside of petty theft crimes, yes, we have I'm, something on you. Yes, my God, I'm Finally. He's yeah. a snorer, folks. He's but, been shitting. I'm like, <laughs> good. No wonder Mike could drink so much with me. Uh, we should bring him on next week on Tuesday. Have a little split screen and that kind of stuff. But love it. Let Let's get Mike on here. What do we? Yeah. Let's get Mike on a split screen. He can tell us how it's going down Korea and Seoul, Korea, with his new superstar SH Kim, and and uh, almost took him as my breakout player of the year, but I didn't. Kurt Kitayama. I almost went with Sung Jae for the Tournament of Champions, but I'm sticking with my boy. I do, I'm a big believer in hometown favorites, and I think Finau's figured it out. You were right. It takes experience, and he has experience there now. Do you know what this means right here? Four. Oh Four guys have a chance to win. Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Patrick Canlay, and Egg Fu Young, Sung Jae M. Bobby Brown. Wow. Out. out. Bobby. See you next week, buddy. See you next Thanks, week. Thanks, Matt. Thank Later, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.pullhookgolf.com for more information.